everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club Podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I am the director of the show, and I am here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Good. We got a good movie this week. We do. We do. I hadn't seen this one until we were getting ready for the podcast, but <laughs> um, it's really uh, good and really uh, kind of ruthless. Yeah. And uh, But it's a good one. This uh, movie that we're talking about this week is Eye of the Needle. Uh-huh. 1970s. Uh, 19, 1981. 1981. Oh, okay. Well, um, we weren't quite out of the 70s, <laughs> even quite, by 1981. True. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, set it up for a little bit. It's got Donald Sutherland. It's Donald got a really Sutherland, good cast. Um, uh, yeah, and a bunch of really good British actors. <laughs> yeah. Um, a ruthless Nazi spy. And aren't they all ruthless? They all you know, Nazi it's suck. kind of a job requirement. That's right. Um, he's trying to get out of Britain with vital information about D-Day. He knows where the landing is going to be. And he's trying to get that information back to Germany, but he's having some difficulty. And so he has to spend some time on a, uh, like a, an island with a lighthouse. And on that island is a young woman with her crippled husband. The husband was uh, uh, RAF fighter pilot who's uh, hurt in the war but now is in a wheelchair so uh yeah uh and donald sutherland is not taking any prisoners on, on this. <laughs> right yeah he um the eye of the needle the the where that term comes from is from the stiletto blade that he uses his knife to kill all these people. <laughs> yeah. And he uses it very liberally. He, uh, you know, <laughs> they're like, excuse me, sir, what time is it? And he just like, Ugh. He just gotcha. You know? um, <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> just count the number of people that, that get the eye of the needle uh, in this film. Yeah. Um, now, he played a lot of, uh, ca- uh, around this time in his career, he yeah. played very similar character in um, The Eagle Has Landed. I don't know if you've seen, if you remember that, he, uh, you know, the whole deal is that Winston Churchill is going to come to this one manor house in England as part of a, a a conference and, um, the Germans want to, uh, kidnap Churchill and this is, uh, the Eagle has landed a different. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, so Donald Sutherland is a Nazi spy that lands as sort of like, uh, uh, an advance man. And, uh, you know, to, to clear the way for the uh, the Nazi paratroopers that are going to come in and kidnap yeah. Winston Churchill. But uh, it is very similar to this role. Yeah. And then there's another one I uh, can't the remember. The Disappearance. That's right, yeah. 1977. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, he's not in Nazi uniform at any time in this film. No. In Eye of the Needle. No. Uh, he's in, like, one picture and, like, a... a, like a, a school uniform that was you know a uh, part of uh, Nazi Germany yeah but he's he's not in an actual uniform in this film um let's talk about the island a little bit because um this the location of this is called Storm Island uh-huh. um, but it was the actual island that it was shot at shot on um it's called the Isle of Mole. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a real, real place, a real place. off, the, off yeah. the coast of Scotland. And it's not like a deserted or you know very uh, sparsely populated island like this in this film. Right. In this film, you're led to believe basically 
that it's uh, the, like they're the only ones yeah, there. Yeah, they're the only ones there at this yeah. lighthouse. Yeah, um, but yeah, the cottage and lighthouse were constructed um, for the production of this movie. The set building utilized the skills of a 72-year-old master thatcher who was a local on the island that they found to build this for them. Because they had those thatched roofs, right? Right. In England, you know, like medieval times. Right. And they had a guy that, you know, still remembered how to do it. So they wow. got him out there to, you know, just for a, a set piece. Yep. But So they, they actually built the cottage in the lighthouse uh-huh. on this Isle of Mull and uh, shot there. And like I said, it was off the coast of Scotland. Um, beautiful location, you yeah. know, rough, I'm sure very rough winters. Oh, um, man. I bet it would be pretty rough Not out there. where I would want to Not winter. Where, yeah. Or summer, or for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like uh, up near, just off the coast of Scotland and uh, Great Britain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not been there. I have no plans to go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's very picturesque. Yes, it is. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about this movie's connection to Star Wars because I'm a, <laughs> of course, Star Wars junkie. Right. And uh, so I thought it was really cool that this is this is the movie that led George Lucas to hire some people. This director, Richard yeah. uh, Marquand, who's yeah. directed many great films since this, too. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Lucas loved that, the fact that he was able to, uh, you know, it's a, a big... Uh, budget, uh, you know, very complex script with a lot of moving parts, and uh, he was able to bring it in on budget and on time, right? Which is huge. Oh yeah, in you know, when you have a huge production like Star Wars, yeah, um, uh, the Return of the Jedi is what Return of the Jedi he, was what yeah, he, yeah. Richard Marquin directed. Now I thought it was really funny. We, I was reading ahead. I was. Lucas also had to hire someone that was not a member of the Hollywood Directors Union <laughs> because he was having a dispute at the time with the Hollywood Directors huh. Union. Sounds familiar. Sounds right? a little familiar. Yeah. Um, but so this at rich- the time of this taping, there's uh, still a ongoing strike between the uh, actors, yep. Screen Actors Guild, and the studios. Yep. So. Uh, but yeah, so Lucas hired him for Star Wars, and of course, you know, turned out to be one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I. But I will say that every Star Wars movie is one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and put that that definer. Right, I really right, love right. Uh, A New Hope. You know, the first. I know, I know. Well, we just used, we used to just call it Star Wars. Right. But, uh, yeah, episode whatever that, you know, I like that one. I uh, love that one. And Empire Strikes Back. Love that. Yeah. And then, eh, okay, Return of the Jedi. You're crazy. I love them all. And then all the new ones. I love them all. Meh. I love them all. Okay. Um, Jeff loves them all. I love them all. (laughs) All of them. I even love all the spinoffs, all the crazy. um, Although, you know, the, the Mandalorian... I got a little old. I got a little, you know, bored with that one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love all the weird rebels and uh, the Soka one that they just did. Yeah, and all those. I love all those. Um, uh, you lost yeah. me when you killed Han Solo. So, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I um, know. But uh, um, now the uh, author of the book that this is based on, right? Yeah. Ken Follett. He's very prolific, and uh, this sold 10 million copies. 
yeah. uh, Eye of the Needle. In uh, this is one of his best. Right. Uh, Ten million copies in the late seventies. Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere he's got like twenty five books. Twenty four. Twenty four uh-huh. novels. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, the guy was very prolific and. Um, but uh, had a couple made into films. Yeah. Um, or oh TV. Yeah. I cannot name them, but yeah. Um, I think they were all for like made for TV movies and mm-hmm. t- TV series and stuff. I think this was the only yeah. theatrical release film that they had ever um, turned one of his books into. But this was uh, released three years after the source novel. That's pretty quick after. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times you hear about oh. I'm, making a movie from this book that was written 200 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> or 20 years ago or 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, the uh, – so I always like talking about the stuff that you – that doesn't quite line up with the movie, uh-huh. like, history. So, like, I think it's really cool that in – this is movies taking place in the ni- early 1940s or late 30s even, and yeah. he's driving a 1953 motorcycle. <laughs> I love that stuff. Um, well, and there's a scene um, there in London. He's he's in a taxi, uh, Donald Sutherland. He's dry, He's you know, they're, uh, He's being driven through London, and you see a couple of modern cars, you know, 1970s model cars. Right. In the background, and um, you know, a couple of signs. Yeah, a couple of store signs, shop mm-hmm. signs. Yeah, yeah, for products that didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. The seventies, but Oops. you know, you, you know, come on, play along. I know, I know, but I still, I still love that stuff. There's, there's also a helicopter <laughs> in this movie. Now, they did have helicopters late in the war. Which, they did. Yeah, this they did, sad. and and this and the and the one that they're talking about is supposed to be. Um, Britain's like first mass-produced model. Yeah. Um, but of course, the one that they actually fly in the movie was made in the seventies because they didn't have a working one. <laughs> they didn't have a working from one from the forties, of course. Yeah. So they had to put a false nose on it uh-huh. um, to give it the right shape. Hmm. Um, Is that uh, all that's different? I want- that's yeah. all that's different. Apparently, that's huh. that's all it says they had outwardly. to do. To, yeah, uh, outwardly. Uh-huh. That's all. That's that's. All it said they had to do was they had to put this fa- false nose on it, um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, um, a helicopter. Yeah, that was uh, that was cutting cutting edge back in that was. the forties. You know, yeah, that really we're was. so used to them now. But yeah, yeah that was now. Uh, there's also the uh, the other bit of this that uh, you know the 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 name of Donald Sutherland's character in this is. Harry Faber, right, or his his uh, spy yeah. name, right? Uh, uh, but um, years later, he's in Animal House, right? Uh, uh, he was good friends with uh, director John Landis, yeah. And so Landis put him in uh, the you know uh, this one part that he was, uh, and the studio wanted a bankable name in Animal right. House besides John Belushi, yeah, of course. And and it was Belushi's first film, and so they didn't know if he was bankable. But they put Donald Sutherland in there, and the name of the college is Faber. Faber, right? That's funny. And I'm, I doubt it's because of this film, right? You know, well, Animal House, Animal House came out before this movie, didn't it? Mm, in Animal House, late seventies. Mm, yeah. You're yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Huh. So um, 
Well, I think it's funny that we have a Canadian, Donald Sutherland, playing a German who, <laughs> in the movie, acts like he's an Englishman. <laughs> right. So that's always, yeah, that's always fun. It's the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, you know, this, this, this plot, this kind of movie, a, army spy, um, trying to get information back to, you know, I mean, it's actually a, a plot that's been done several times. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a Bollywood film <laughs> that in 2006 that they almost copied this movie verbatim. Wow. Um, with an army officer um, who is really a terrorist uh-huh. in the movie. And uh, I was reading about it, and it really piqued, it piqued my interest. I wanted to, uh-huh. I wanted to go see this film now. Um, <laughs> is it a musical? I don't. It's it's a Bollywood film, right? So it's Bollywood. It's, so you might it might be. You never know. Um, <laughs> so the at least, uh, at least I'm singing and dancing parts, probably. The the eye of the needle. The needle. He's like singing and dancing and shiving and people shiving with people. His switchblade. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Fa uh, uh, Fana F A N A A. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't so seen it. I, I haven't seen you know, it, but I'm it not peaked, sure how it, I, that got past me. I don't know. It, Piqued my interest anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, another one of the uh, I would love to see that another one of the uh, vehicles that doesn't match up if you really look close is yeah. a is a blue Ford truck um, that appears um, and uh, it's uh, they actually use the same truck. Uh-huh. Throughout several movies, they must it huh. must this truck must be owned by one of the prop houses in L.A. or or in sure. Hollywood or whatever, because um, apparently they've used it in several movies. Most recently, 2016 Dad's Army, hmm. which I have not heard of. I seen. haven't seen that one. Uh, but uh, but it's just a blue Ford truck, but it's a it's a 70s model, and uh, they use it in this film. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Weird. So again, it's just it's always weird to me I when I just wanted to put it in there. I just wanted to put it in there, uh-huh. but it's always weird to me when films you know try to be really historic in one regard, and then in another regard they're just like, oh well, that truck's from the '60s or '70s. That's <laughs> ah, okay. People, you know, suspension of disbelief. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. Um, but those those little things are few and far between in this film. This really is, and it. Picks up uh, the pace. Uh, the 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 closer you get to towards the the second half of the film, yeah, it really the action starts to pick up and um, it's a it's a nail biter. A lot of suspense. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me and you were talking during the show about how the second half of it's a lot mm-hmm. more action packed, if you yeah. will. You know, a lot more suspenseful and everything um in the first half but uh but yeah i mean it it's it's a it's a really good one it's uh let's just uh say uh look out for kate nelligan when she picks up that axe <laughs> <laughs> we won't spoil it for you um well kate nelligan she kind of went off she there's a now, granted, our our film is heavily edited uh-huh. because it's airing on public television and everything. Sure, but she had a couple nude scenes, yeah. um, to which yeah. she just said were the most awkward experiences of her career, yeah. which I can only imagine <laughs> they would be. Right, um, you got a bunch of guys up yeah. on catwalks, and that's the thing. It's like know. you know, for it, like people don't realize 
even even our show, even movie club. Yeah. When we tape a, a, a movie club, they see you on camera, uh-huh. but there's six people behind the camera that uh-huh. they don't ever see. Yeah. Same thing when you're shooting these movies. You you see the two actors on stage in bed or wherever they are, and you don't see the 23 or 24 or 5, 6, 7, 30, who knows how many people that you don't see behind the scenes holding the microphones, holding the cameras, <laughs> holding the lights. Uh, you know, I am so thankful that I, we never have any nudes. <laughs> yeah, that makes both of us, pal. That makes both of us. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's it's crazy to think. But she said that it was a – the way she described it was everybody was paralyzed. Uh-huh. Because no one wants to look at you. Right. No one wants to make eye contact. You right. Know? And she said it was a very paralyzing feeling. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I've heard this a number of times, you know, a lot of times from uh, just reading uh, other actresses who had the same experience. Yeah. It's it's not an enjoyable thing. No. Uh, or even just, you know, doing love scenes if you're if you're not nude even, you know, uh, that it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you might be yeah. meeting that actor for the first time. That might be the first scene exactly. that you're shooting. Oh, and uh, by the way, today you're uh, doing a love scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. Oh. And you just met him okay. two hours ago right. at craft ta- at craft services yeah. table. And uh, There was uh, some uh, bad blood between Clark Gable and Vivian Lee when they were shooting um, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. The story goes that he, uh, you know, that... She was getting all the attention behind the scenes, you know, from Selznick and, and all the other, you know, the costumers were fawning all over her. The director, Vic, Victor Fleming, fawning all over her. And, uh, you know, Cary Grant, I, I wouldn't say it was, uh, not Cary Grant, uh, uh, Clark. Clark Gable. Yeah. You know, he was not jealous, but he, I don't know, didn't, he didn't feel he was getting right. his due. Or what, and, right. and he didn't get along with Vivian Lee very well. and. And he would have onion sandwiches <laughs> on those days before uh, shooting uh, uh, scenes where they would kiss. Of course he would. Course <laughs> or he smoke would. a cigar or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, we are almost out of time. I want to give a quick shout-out to Susan Thompson. Oh, who yeah. Who sent in a picture with one of the greats, Robin Williams, uh-huh. someone we lost oh, way too soon. way too soon. Um but uh, she and her husband Philip, I believe his name is Philip. Mm-hmm. Um, we're lucky enough Thompson, to see him. We're lucky enough to see him at a show and meet uh-huh. him backstage, and had a great photo taken with him. And uh, he's actually wearing a shirt that's just text, like the whole shirt is just covered in text, <laughs> and we can't we can't zoom in far enough to actually read it. It I gets too blurry. It. it gets too blurry. Uh-huh. But I'm guessing it's probably a good thing it gets too blurry because he was known for wearing. Um, inappropriate, inappropriate, very colorful shirts, if really? you will. And huh. uh, but uh, um, so it's a great photo with Robin Williams. <laughs> and uh, if you have a celebrity photo that you have taken with a celebrity, mm-hmm. um, please send it in to us. We love getting those and uh, love sharing those on the air. And, it was a great story. And, yeah, please know. send in a story we that goes along with it. We didn't get much of a it. story with this one. We didn't. We didn't get much of a story. But, um, you know. but I don't know, honestly, if there was much more of a story to get. They were at a show, and they met him backstage and had yeah. their photo taken. And, oh, come on. It's Robert, Robin Williams. Yeah, it's just make story. up a story. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were running from the cops, and we had to run backstage, and we ran into who of all but uh, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Exactly. Um, who hit us in the closet in his dressing room <laughs> till the cops left. And 
you know. Yeah, come on, just make up a good story. <laughs> um, so anyway, at the end of the podcast, you'll hear an address where you can send those photos, and, and please send those in uh, if you have one. We, we love getting those. We love those. So, um, oh, and T-shirt, right? T-shirt, you, that's right. You, you now get a, get a t-shirt. t-shirt. Um, we have uh, 30th, 35th anniversary t-shirts that we made um recently and uh anyone who sends in a photo that we get to, that we use on the air gets a free t-shirt and uh just one t-shirt per person please. and <laughs> but uh, all the cool kids are wearing it and we you know once you send in a, a size you know t of the what your what size of shirt you wear along with your photo yeah so uh so those are those are a lot of fun we've had a lot of people really liking those yeah. And uh, and then next week we've got another good movie that um, I haven't seen. I got to watch it before next week. The Brothers yeah. Bloom. Oh yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, Ooh, I yeah, haven't seen that it. one. You're gonna love um, it. So I've got to I've got to check that one out before next week. And um, Adrian so, Brody is in that. Yeah, it has a great yeah. cast. Mark yeah. Ruffio, Rufio, Rufio, and and uh, yeah, great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah. yeah, so tune in for that. And again, we air every Saturday night at 9 on OETA. We repeat the following Fridays at 11 p.m. for a late night show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got two chances to tune in each week and check us out. So um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn. Popcorn.